Well, I was, I was thinking back uh, over our first Christmas here four years ago, 2017, and uh, our family was kind of asking, you know, first Christmas in Willow Grove, we started asking, what's fun to do here around Christmas? And people were sharing their ideas. Somebody said, hey, you might go check out uh, Hatboro Baptist. They got a, a living nativity. You can see baby Jesus. And I, I like baby Jesus. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Uh, somebody else said, oh, if you like Christmas lights, uh, there's this house on Turwood, Turwood Road. You guys know the one I'm talking about with all the lights. It's just lit up and people come from miles just to see this house. It's a destination Christmas time. I'm thinking that's... That sounds pretty cool. And then somebody said, uh, yeah, you know, our family, we've always had this tradition. And I know it's, I know it's in the city, but we, we've always had this tradition of going to the Wanamaker building to watch the Wanamaker Christmas light show. And I'm thinking, yeah, our family, like, we love adventure. So we're thinking, we're going to go into Philly. We're going to check out uh, the Wanamaker Christmas light show. We load up the kids in the car, get them all buckled in. And we drive to the city, we drive to the Wanamaker building, and, uh, and we're doing this on a Saturday night at 6 p.m. And we arrive there at probably 5.58, which is typical Vincent's, you know? We're like just in the nick of time. Well, on a Saturday in December, I mean, it was packed. And everybody was squeezed into just about every corner of the Macy's and we're we're like looking around for just a spot to watch this show and and I'm thinking you know this is gonna start in any minute we're gonna miss this well finally we find this gap I'll just call it a gap that was between a crowd of people and a display of women's boots <laughs> I kid you not and all I can remember is like these women's boots right here in front of us and we're like I'm picking up the kids suddenly we look up at and there's this giant light show and the music swells and the lights begin to dance and it's like wait what's that is that Julia Andrews narrating the whole thing I mean it's like you can't help but you know feel like Christmas and it's just this incredible incredible moment and uh, I, I was thinking back about that experience this week and I was I was thinking how frantically our family sought to posture ourselves so that we could see that show. And I just think here in the Christmas season, our, our posture matters. The way we place our heart in this Christmas season really does matter. Yesterday, our, our family was putting up our Christmas tree and we pulled out our nativity set. And I love our, our nativity set. And, and the kids placed the figurines. And at our house, we always have to have the, the wise men. They're a little bit further out because, you know, they're not quite there yet. So we're trying to keep it biblical in the Vincent home. And uh, we're setting up the figurines. And, and I, I was just in awe again of how each figurine has that humble posture before the Lord. And I think as we begin to move into this Christmas season, our posture before the Lord really does matter. How are we posturing ourselves to experience the glory and the wonder of Jesus Christ? Our posture really does matter. 
So here at Hope, we're going to begin a new series, uh, our Advent series, and we're calling it Adore. And we're going to take a look at the Christmas story in the New Testament, and we're going to look at four words that show up in the Christmas story. And they really are posture words. It's the word, the word wait, listen, behold, adore. These are four powerful posture words that are, are going to help us posture ourselves and prepare ourselves to celebrate the coming of Jesus. I want to wait, listen, behold, and adore this Christmas season. Well, our series starts with the word wait. It's a posture of waiting. And uh, I don't know about you, I can't wait for Christmas. And my kids can't wait for Christmas. We got the tree and everything set up, and it was just killing my daughter to realize that she still had weeks to wait before Christmas finally comes. And sometimes waiting is the hardest thing. Have you ever had to wait for God? That can be pretty difficult, right, at times? And uh, next week, Steve Obot, he's going to tell us a story about a woman from the Christmas story, one that's not often mentioned. And she didn't wait just a month for Christmas. She didn't wait just a couple of months for the coming of Christ. She waited 84 years. Think about that. That's a long time to wait, huh? But we're going to have to wait for that message for another week. Steve and I had to switch our, our schedules up a little bit. So we're going to take a look at the second word this week. We're going to start with the word listen. It's the word listen. God speaks in the story of Christmas, and I want to posture my heart to listen to him. If you read the Christmas story, it, it's amazing how much God speaks in the Christmas story. He speaks to Joseph, he speaks to Mary, he speaks to the shepherds and the wise men. It's just a reminder that our God is a speaking God, so we can posture ourselves in this season to listen to him. Today we're going to read the story of a man in the Christmas story named Simeon. And I love the story of Simeon. He's this guy who's waiting for Jesus. He's waiting for the coming of Christ, and he's listening to the Lord. And because of that, he gets to hold Jesus in his arms. He gets to experience the miracle of Christ and the glory of the Christmas season. And, and I just believe we can do the same. We can experience the miracle of Christ and the glory of Christmas this season if we'll posture our heart like Simeon to listen to the Lord, to wait for the Lord. So we'll take a look at his story. Uh, if you want to open up your scripture, we're going to be in Luke chapter 2. Luke, of course, uh, investigated this very carefully. He spoke to the eyewitnesses as he, he describes in Luke chapter 1 and and in Luke chapter 2, we get to, to read the story of Jesus and his birth, and then the story of Simeon. And Simeon is really this man who, who listened to God, and he experienced the wonder of Christmas. Take a look at two, Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 33. We'll, we'll just read this together. Luke 2, 25, it says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. 
It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took Jesus in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you've promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you've prepared in the sight of all the nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory for your people Israel. And it says that the child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Wow. What a powerful story. We see how amazing Jesus is. Jesus is awesome. Here he is, like the wonder of Christ coming. We celebrate it at Christmas. We see how awesome Jesus is, but we also see how Simeon has postured himself to listen to the Lord. And I just want to draw that out today a little bit as we look at Jesus, as we look at how Simeon's listening to the Lord. And I really want to highlight two ways that we see Simeon listening to the Lord in this Christmas story. And it's the same two ways that we can listen to the Lord in this Christmas season. So let's pray. Father, thank you so much for uh, the time that we get to spend in your word. And I pray that our hearts would be open to you like Simeon pray that our hearts would be prepared to listen to you so that we can receive all that you have for us. God, bless this time together in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I want to look at two ways this Christmas season that we can begin to listen to the Lord. And and the first thing I want to encourage you to do is to listen to God's word. Just listen to God's word. We can posture our hearts this Christmas season to listen to the Word of God. The Word of God, it is powerful. It's alive. It's living and active. Right? God speaks to us through His Word. And what we see in our story today is that Simeon has been listening to God's Word. It's actually really cool. Simeon has been listening to the Scriptures. Now, the story doesn't tell us a whole lot about Simeon. We do know that he lived in Jerusalem. We know that he was righteous and devout. Now, righteous, that doesn't mean perfect. But what it does mean is here's a man who's faithfully walked with God. He's deeply devoted to the Lord. And the scripture also tells us that he's waiting for the consolation of Israel. I don't know about you, but I I had to look up that word consolation. And I guess it means to console. And so here is Simeon waiting for the consolation of Israel. And and that word consolation means to provide comfort for someone who suffered. He's waiting for this comfort for those who have suffered. And so we realize that Simeon is this man who's lived through some difficult days. He's probably an older man. He's lived through some hard seasons of life. He's lived under this oppressive Roman rule. He's been longing for for the coming of Christ, longing for the consolation of Israel. It's just a reminder to us, as we go through difficult days, maybe as you're going through a difficult season, we want to go through those like Simeon, because Simeon never lost hope. He never gave up hope. He continued to believe. He continued to trust God. In in fact, he had this 
this Holy Spirit idea that he wasn't going to die until he had seen the coming of the Messiah. Can you imagine? He had this conviction. In his lifetime, he was going to see the coming of Christ. And he lived with that expectation. God had revealed to him that he was going to live to see that day. And God orchestrates it to this moment where in the weeks after Jesus' birth, his two young parents are bringing him to the temple to dedicate him to the Lord. And who's there but Simeon? How amazing is that? And Simeon looks at this baby and instantly he recognizes who this is. This is Christ. This is the Messiah. This is the king who is to come. And he reaches out. And I just, I imagine him reaching out and grabbing this baby from Mary's arms, maybe to the shock and amazement of Mary herself going, what's going on here? And he just begins praising the Lord. There is an outburst of glory and praise and he says in Luke 2 29 he says sovereign Lord whoa as you've promised oh you can now dismiss your servant in peace he's been waiting for this moment his entire life he says my eyes have seen your salvation this is the child who's come to bring salvation to the world he's come to bring salvation to you and to me he says which you have prepared in the sight of all nations a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother, this is Mary and Joseph, it says, they marveled at what was said about their child, Jesus. And what we see right here is, is if you're listening to Simeon as he praises the Lord, we see that this is rich in language from the Old Testament. We see that Simeon in preparation for this day that the Holy Spirit put on his heart. He's going to see Jesus before he dies. He's going to see the Christ. And what has he been doing in anticipation of this day? He's been reading his Bible. He's been studying his scriptures. He's going, who is this Christ who's going to come? And we see as Simeon praises the Lord, we see the language of the scriptures. Let's check this out. Simeon says, my eyes have seen your salvation which you've prepared in the sight of the nations. It's Isaiah 52.10. In the sight of the nations, the earth shall see the salvation of God. Isn't that amazing? He spent some time thinking about the book of Isaiah. In fact, it's, it's right there on his heart and on his lips. He calls Jesus a light of revelation to the Gentiles. That's Isaiah 49.6. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles. He says Jesus is going to be the glory of Israel. That's Isaiah 46, 13. I'll bring my righteousness near. It's not far off. And my salvation will not wait. I'll grant salvation to Zion. My glory to Israel. Isn't that awesome? God has been speaking. He's been speaking in his word. And Simeon is an awesome example for us. Because he's been reading his Bible. He's been studying the book of Isaiah. He's been reflecting on the promises of God. He wants to know who this baby is. And so he knows about the coming of the Messiah. He knows about all nations coming to God. He knows about the glory of God bringing salvation to the ends of the earth. He knows all about things because he's read his Bible such a powerful example to us. 
And if you read your Old Testament, it is amazing. Hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus. I mean, Isaiah is like 600 years before Jesus. God is actually rehearsing the coming of Christ. He's telling us who this Savior is going to be. And you can know Jesus, not just by reading your Old New Testament, but by reading your Old Testament too. And that's what Simeon's been doing. He's been listening to the Word of God. See, God is speaking. The question is, are we listening? Do we know who this child is that we're going to celebrate this year? How do we posture ourselves to listen to God just like Simeon did? To know who this Savior is. And I would just say the way we listen to God is by listening to God's word. The Bible is not just a book about God. Right? This is, is, is not just a book about God. This is God's word for us. And so think about that. When we say that this is the word of God, we're saying this is how God speaks to us. This is how God reveals himself to us. And I would just ask you today, you know, how many of us want to hear God's voice? Do you want to hear the voice of God speaking into your life? I do. And what I've, what I've seen over and over again is that those who hear God's voice the best know God's word the most. And I'll say that again. Those who hear God's voice the best, they're usually the ones that know God's word the most because this is God's word. This is God speaking to us. And so for what that, what that looks like for me is, is I want to spend time every day in the Word of God. Especially in this season of Advent, as we're preparing for Christmas Day, I want to spend time getting to know Jesus. This book is about Jesus. It's, a, it's about God. It's truth about God. It's truth about us. So how can I get into His Word every single day? And I want to help you out with that, just very practically. I want to give you some questions, and you can write these down. Because these questions are going to help you as you read Scripture, to hear God's voice in Scripture. Um, and and we, I just call it experience the word. And um, it's something that, that I've been doing for years and, and I've taught to others. These are just simple, simple questions you can, you can walk through as you read God's word. They're going to help you hear God's voice. So um, maybe the first thing you do is, is you have a passage you're reading. And um, I happen to be in Isaiah right now. Um, and it's amazing. And maybe you're in, you know, Isaiah 6. I saw the Lord seated on the throne and, and you're reading scripture. And after you've read scripture, what you want to do is just pause for a second. And maybe you list three points the author made. This is orienting you to what God is saying. So you just write down three points. And then the next one is what verse or verses stood out to you and why? And I think that's a powerful question, because if God is speaking in his word to you, then he's going to highlight something. Right? Something might jump off the page, and a lot of times that's God speaking to you. So what verse or verses stood out to you? Maybe write down that verse and think about why. Why is this verse jumping out to me? God, what are you trying to say to me? I love this third one. Believing God the Father wants you to know him. Do you believe that? Do you believe God wants you to know him? I believe that. Believing God the Father wants you to know him, what might he be trying to show you 
or say to you today, child of God? And then just what's your response to him? What do you need to do in response? Do you see how those four questions could be a really powerful way to hear from God when you read his word? It, it really is that simple. And guys, we've, we've taken teenagers through this experience the word. We've gone through scripture together with 12-year-old boys, you know? Like, if you can help a 12-year-old boy hear God's word, come on, we can do this. Moms and dads, we can do this with our children. I've seen small groups go through entire book of the Bible just going through these questions together. So this is a powerful, powerful way for you to get alone with God, to spend time in his word, and to hear from them. See, the more we get into the word, the more the word gets into us. And that's what this is about. I want to get into the word of God so the word of God gets into me. And that's what Simeon did. In anticipation of the coming of Christ, in anticipation of Christmas, he was in the word. He was learning about Jesus. And that's what we want to do as a church family. We want to prepare in this season by posturing ourselves to hear from God in his word. It's so powerful, and I hope you'll do that. I hope you'll take this home and just every day, I want to get alone with God. I want to hear from him. Read the book of Isaiah. It's an amazing book. Just start there, like Simeon did. Simeon was reading Isaiah. All right, that's, that's the first way we can listen to God this Christmas season is, is through his word. Number two, <clears throat> we want to listen to the Holy Spirit. This Christmas season, as we prepare for the coming of Jesus, we want to be sensitive to how the Holy Spirit is leading us and guiding us. And, and here at Hope, we, we talk a lot more about listening to the Word than we do listening to the Holy Spirit. And if I'm honest with you today, I'm a lot more comfortable talking about listening to God's Word than I am comfortable talking about listening to the Holy Spirit. There's a little bit of mystery to that. I don't have that all figured out. Still learning how to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit in my life. But I'd love for us to open up that conversation and to begin to talk about what it would mean for us to be dialed in to the voice of the Holy Spirit in our life. And I think God wants to speak to us. The question is, are we listening? And I think we can begin to, as a church family, have this conversation about the Holy Spirit. If we just come with a few simple ground rules. Number one, um, and I think these are just very important things, um, kind of ground rules, is just the Holy Spirit's never going to say anything that contradicts Scripture. Why would we say that? Well, who inspired the Word of God? The Holy Spirit, right? So if the Holy Spirit that said this, He's not going to say anything to you and me that would contradict this, because it's the same Holy Spirit speaking in both places. So you're, you know, you're going, well, I, I think maybe the Holy Spirit is leading me to live with my boyfriend or live with my girlfriend. The Holy Spirit might be leading me to divorce my spouse. Well, let's check out what the Word of God says before we say the Holy Spirit is asking us to do that. I love what, what um, R.A. Torrey said. He, he puts it like this. He said, the Word of God is the Holy Spirit's book. I love that. This is the Holy Spirit's book. And then he says, the Holy Spirit's never going to contradict his own teaching. That's great. This is the Spirit's book. He's never going to contradict his own teaching. So the Spirit's always going to guide us according to his word. And, I, and that's just such an important thing uh, as a ground rule for us as we talk about hearing God's Spirit. 
Number two, we absolutely want to affirm the sufficiency of Scripture. So the sufficiency of Scripture is absolutely something we want to affirm. Um, there's nothing new that God wants us to learn about uh, salvation or growth in godliness. He wants us to know about that. That's all in his word. The word is sufficient. So he, he wants you to know about salvation. He wants you to know about growth in godliness and all of those things. And find that in this book. But then the third one is also really important. The Spirit never contradicts the Word, but the Word never denies the Holy Spirit. The Bible has a lot to teach us about the Holy Spirit. In fact, we can't even say Jesus is Lord without the Holy Spirit. Growth in godliness, that's the fruit of the Holy Spirit, right? So the Spirit is never going to contradict the Word, but the Word is never going to deny the Spirit. The Bible has so much to say about the Holy Spirit, and it really is amazing. The Holy Spirit is God. He's the presence of God. He's the one that quickens us to new life. That's why he's called the Lord and giver of life. Jesus, in John 15, talks about the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. He says he's our comforter. He's our counselor. He's our teacher. Paul says that we, as believers in Jesus, are the temple of the Holy Spirit. How crazy is that? The presence of God lives in us in Romans 8, 11. Paul says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Wow! That's incredible. And by the way, there's no age restriction on that. If you put your trust in Jesus, right, he lives inside of you. That's incredible. And so here the Holy Spirit is living inside of us, right? This is God's personal presence with us. And you better believe he wants to lead us and he wants to guide us through his Holy Spirit. We see that in, in Simeon. I just want to point this out for you because it's such a, a powerful example for us. And what we see in Simeon is we see this man who's listening to the word of God in preparation for the coming of Christ. And he's postured himself to listen to the Holy Spirit. This is amazing. Look at how many times the Holy Spirit shows up in this passage. Check this out. Luke 2.25. There was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him. How awesome is that? The Spirit was on him. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is even better for us as believers. He's in us. How? The Holy Spirit's on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he wouldn't die before he'd seen the Lord's Messiah. The Holy Spirit is guiding him. And then he responds in obedience. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. That's just amazing. Here's a guy who's listening to the Holy Spirit, who's being guided by the Holy Spirit. He's dialed into the Spirit, and he's listening to God, and he's obeying Him. And what I think is amazing for us today is that same Spirit that's guiding Simeon, he lives in you and me. He's in the life of the believer, and he wants to lead you, and he wants to guide you, and you can hear his voice. So how do we do that? I think we posture ourselves in expectation. We posture ourselves in expectation that God wants to speak to us. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. The default, the default position 
for someone in the flock is, my sheep hear my voice. Revelation 3.20, Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice. Today, if you hear my voice, don't harden your heart. Our God is a speaking God. Are we listening? A.W. Tozer, he said this. A.W. Tozer said, the person that doesn't expect to hear God won't. Because every time God does speak, they'll just discount it as their own idea. We want to posture our heart with expectation. Expect. The Holy Spirit lives in you. He's going to guide you. He's going to lead you. So how do we listen to the Holy Spirit? Well, where does the Holy Spirit dwell? Does the Holy Spirit dwell outside of us or inside of us? Help me out. Outside of us or inside of us? Inside of us, right? So where would we expect to hear the Holy Spirit speak? From the sky? You know, an emoji? <laughs> Is he going to send us emojis? No, no, no. It's not going to be outside of us that the Holy Spirit speaks. It's going to be inside of us. And there are going to be these moments where you have this sense, wow, I think the Lord is speaking to me. The, the word of, the king's word has power, it says in Ecclesiastes. And there are going to be moments where, where God begins to lead you and guide you. And we want to pay attention to that. We want to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And, and we, we, we take it to scripture and we hold it loosely. We bring it to our our Christian brothers and sisters, or, or to a family member, say, hey, I think God's been saying this to me. What do you think? We can bring that to one another. But I'm telling you, posture your heart with expectation. Because God is speaking, and we can listen. We can follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Just a few quick examples from my own life, and, uh, and then we can wrap up. So many examples. Um, and there are times where I, I think probably most of the time I'm missing the message. <laughs> just, uh, just say it started that way. But I'm learning to follow God's voice in my life. And, and one of the fun ones that I was thinking about is um, when we were adopting, we had this sense, this kind of Holy Spirit sense that we were going to be matched by Christmas. We started the adoption process much earlier in the year. It must have been like March or something like that. And, and Angie just kept saying, I, you know, I have this sense. God is going to match us by Christmas. Now, God very rarely gives us dates. I'm just going to say that. that. That's happened very rarely in my life. But we had this sense, and, and we just held it. You know, we held on to that. Mary treasured it in her heart, kind of like that. And, um, you know, we're getting closer and closer to Christmas. And nothing's happening. We're not here. There's no, like possibilities on the horizon. We get to December 11th. We're 14 days from Christmas. Still, we've heard nothing. We're like going, okay, did we hear this right? Like, are we crazy? So we invited the elders of our church just to come and pray with us. So we prayed, and we just continued to trust the Holy Spirit. Well, uh, leave it to God to wait for the very last minute. Anybody? God just kind of waits to the last minute, you know, that's his game. He wants us to trust him. Wait, December 20th, we get a call from a birth mom. December 24th, Hudson is born, you know, a day before Christmas. And you just go, thank you, God. Right? Because he, God wants us to live in relationship with him. Every day is a journey where we get to walk with God. We get to hear his voice. He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to guide you in different ways. One of, this way, one of the things that we've been doing more recently is we'll ask God questions. 
And I would encourage you, just ask God questions. Did you know Habakkuk asked God questions? It's a great way to start. Um, you know, there was, there was something going on in my life, and I said, God, what's holding this back? And you know what God said? He goes, you are. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's from the Lord. You know, so I was like, okay, so God, what do you want me to do? Uh, over the last few months, we've been working with our kids just on hearing the voice of the Lord. And, and so we'll say, guys, let's ask God who he wants us to bless today. We'll say, God, who do you want us to bless today? Right? Maybe, maybe it's just, hey, it's, it's our neighbor. Or, hey, it's, it's auntie. And we'll listen to the Lord. God, who do you want us to bless today? And we'll bless somebody. There's so many different ways we can just begin to listen to spirit. And it might just start with being in God's word. Those who hear God's voice the best spend time in God's word the most. Spending time in prayer, it's asking God questions. Hey God, what's going on in this situation? But then begin to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit and expect him to speak to you. Just like he spoke to Simeon. But the number one thing God wants us to know this Christmas season, number one thing he wants us to know in the word Number one thing the Holy Spirit's always going to talk about is Jesus. Number one thing we want to know this Christmas season is that God has sent his son, Jesus, to be the savior of the world. And the truth is, apart from Jesus, we really don't hear God's voice. Apart from Jesus, we're separated from God. Apart from Jesus, we're estranged from God. And God sent his son, Jesus, to die on a cross to rise from the dead, and to send the Holy Spirit to quicken our hearts to new life and to new relationship with God. One of the greatest gifts that God can give us is the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit enables us to walk in new life and a new relationship with God. And if you haven't trusted Jesus today, listen, it's not about your performance. It's not about what you've done for Jesus. It's about what Jesus did for you. And we receive the Holy Spirit. We receive the gift of salvation and new life simply by trusting in him. And you guys, the miracle of Christmas is the glory of the Messiah. The king has come, right? He is a light of revelation to the nations, right? The ends of the earth are going to see his salvation. It says that, that the earth is going to be full of the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the water covers the sea. That's where this is going. Christmas is going to the ends of the earth, everybody, right, because of what Jesus has done. And we, as a church family, we want to posture ourselves to be a part of that big God story. We want to posture ourselves to wait, to listen, to behold, and adore. And that's what this series is going to be about. So let's pray, and I just want to challenge you. What is your challenge to yourself? Is it my challenge to myself, I got to get into God's word. And I'm going to go through that experience of the word. Maybe your challenge to yourself is, I'm just going to start paying attention to how the Holy Spirit's guiding me. Maybe the challenge is, I want to see the glory of Jesus in this season. And I'm going to posture myself to see that. So let's pray. God, thanks for this morning. Um, thank you for your word. And we especially thank you for Jesus. Thank you for sending Jesus to come as this baby to be our king, to be our Messiah. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's a light of revelation for every one of us, for the ends of the earth. And I pray that we would see his glory this Christmas season. God, let us be in awe 
of your plan of salvation, just like Simeon was. And we praise you, God, for your son. We, we thank you for the Holy Spirit that's come to give us new life. And I pray that you would lead us. I pray that we would hear your voice. God, dial us in to your presence in our life. Dial us into your word. Posture our hearts to know you more. In Jesus' name, amen.